From coast to coast to coast, you're listening to Terra Informa. You're listening, you're listening. You're listening. to Terra Informa. Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge that this episode was produced in Treaty 6 territory, in Amiskwachewiskaigan, Beaver Hills House, or so-called Edmonton. We are broadcasting from unrecognized Papas Chase Cree territory. The Papas Chase Cree were displaced following consistent efforts from local officials like Frank Oliver to discredit their legitimacy of their treaty right to this territory and to reserve number 136, now South Edmonton. Not confined to history, this region is also the present homelands of many First Peoples who build their lives here, pursue livelihoods, and gather together, including Cree, Métis, Blackfoot, and Dene. It's April 1st. Just kidding, it's April 5th, or depending on how you're listening to this, one of the other 364 possible options. Regardless of the date, it's our annual Terra Misinforma episode. This misinforma, we imagine what the news would be like if all it covered was environmental stories. For every segment. Even though this is more of a fun and silly episode, as always, we ask you to consider whose version of history informs your understanding of the land that you are on and your relationship with it. Good evening! You're listening to the Evening Environmental Informa on Terra News Network, a production of CJSR Channel 88.5. I'm your host, Chet Manley. And I'm your co-host, Blonde Woman. This evening, we'll hear from Brad Slampson on the latest Battle for the Planet, heating up out on the West Coast. Fashion correspondent Lizzie B joins us from the red carpet of a celebrity event for some seriously endangered looks. And later, Mandy Morgan from our morning show will share some fluff pieces on how to keep things festive when entertaining during the global climate crisis. Should be a treat. But first, our headline story. A press conference from the Regional Climate Ministry promises another smoky summer for, well, everyone. Now we go to our intern in the field. Sarah, the the in-the-field intern who will never become a full reporter because we can't afford her salary, chit says. I told them to get below the line, and I am a real reporter. I'm here right now reporting live on a press conference from the Regional Climate Ministry, who today announced via a spokesperson for the Department of Nature that a decision has been made to continue the campaign of severe climate events and natural disasters that was first made policy following the Industrial Revolution. In response to the unrestrained carbon dioxide emissions, environmental destruction, and quote, general tomfoolery of humans, end quote, the ministry has decided nature will once again turn off the taps to the equatorial dry belt. Now, Chet, this is obviously upsetting news for anyone hoping to experience relief from the extreme heat most inhabited regions on the planet are experiencing. For those listening from home, the department was contrite when delivering the following message, quote, we have not taken this decision lightly and recognize that it will affect everyone on the planet, end quote. Specific actions planned by nature include an increase in intensity and frequency of the annual North American forest fire season, 
increasingly severe droughts across the equatorial belt, as I mentioned before, and a new category of tropical storm to be debuted in the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season. These new weather plans will be taking place across the entire world. I know listeners will find this news alarming, but we encourage you to remain calm. The Earth, a large donor to the Eco Party and one of the vocal supporters of nature's current policy direction, has said, quote, we must take severe action to address the ongoing devastation of the planet caused by humans, in particular, their unchecked industrial activity, end quote. While this may sound like human beings are a plague on the planet, nature has confirmed the fittest will always survive. What that means is not entirely clear at present. One point nature made from today's press conference is that the department has observed humans exercise limited foresight and avoid imposing effective regulations to minimize the toll they take on the planet. We can't be certain, but this would suggest nature may have further consequences in store for the human race. When asked about what humans can do to prepare themselves for the upcoming onslaught of extreme weather events, Nature suggested first taking a look at climate mitigation and adaptation strategies, emphasizing the need for effective policies to halt carbon emissions and reduce the rate of atmospheric warming. I'm Sarah, not an intern, Chitsaz, reporting from the field. Back to you in studio, Chet. Thanks for the coverage, Sarah. Yes, you are an intern and we cannot pay you because this program is made by volunteers, Chitsaz. It's not personal. None of us get paid because we're all volunteers. I'm Chet Manley, and as a Manley, I pay attention to sports. Not actual sports, but the fight for the protection of the last remaining old-growth forests on the West Coast, which adapts surprisingly well to a sports format segment. That's right, listeners. It's Protect the Planet for Future Generations protest season and we have highlights from the latest matchup. Time to toss it over to Brad Slamson for more on this story from the Slam Zone. Thanks, Blonde. This is Brad Slamson in the Slam Zone. We got all the highlights from one of the biggest games of the century, from an age-old rivalry. It's the Fairy Creek Civil Disobedience versus the Teal Jones Loggers. The ball hit the court in BC Arena in 2020. First quarter started out looking good for the protesters, with the provincial NDP government campaigning to protect old growth forests. But in the long play, Teal Jones comes out on top by owning the tree license to Ferry Creek. Protesters respond with a strong defense, moving to a blockade-based defense system around key logging sites in the Ferry Creek and Kaiku's watersheds. That's just classic environmental protest fundamentals. You love to see it. In the second quarter, spring 2021, The loggers came out swinging, pun very much intended. The logging firm got a court injunction to clear protesters blocking logging sites. The RCMP ended up arresting more than 1,000 people at the protest sites and tossing them in the penalty box. 
This one is going down in the Hall of Fame, everybody. The largest act of civil disobedience in Canada. We are going to be talking about this game for a long time. The loggers played aggressive, but overextended. The RCMP came out hard and were way too violent. You just can't play that kind of game anymore. Maybe back in the 60s, the Wild West days, but the game has changed and you need to get with the times. Third quarter, September 2021. Momentum switches again when a Supreme Court judge refused to extend the injunction because of the aggressive enforcement in the first half. It's a controversial choice by the ref, but at the end of the day, you have to respect the call. Teal Jones is moving to appeal the decision, but no surprises there. But the big play of the game is from indigenous landowners. The Detidot, Hoyayat, and Pachidot First Nations all claim jurisdiction to manage forests in their traditional and unceded territories and claim the right to harvest old-growth cedar for cultural purposes. Teal Jones makes a play to capitalize on indigenous players by stating their commitment to reconciliation. The firm has a contract with Pachidot First Nation with a landmark revenue-sharing agreement. Well, fellas, we are in for another big quarter with the start of the logging season in 2022. Protesters are back on the defense with the BC Court of Appeal extending the injunction against blockades. And we'll have all the highlights right here in the Slam Zone. Sponsored by Bricola and Sisto Oxinidine. Not in that order. Back to you, nerds. Thank you, Slamson. It sounds like we'll have plenty more confrontations in the court before this protest season wraps up. Stay tuned for a segment of red-hot endangered fashion with Lizzie B after this short break. Climate change will be the defining challenge of a generation. The world's leading scientists have identified time and time again that every person and place around the world will face irreparable and severe harm. Preventing the disaster requires many people to make sacrifices in their diets, consumption, and travel patterns. But wouldn't you rather just run away from it all? Are you tired of having to deal with wildfires, floods, and carbon pricing? Say goodbye to climate anxiety and say hello to Safe Haven. Inspired by the Olympic cities, we've flattened millions of homes of the working class to make way for a richer, bigger, and more exciting development, Safe Haven. Safe Haven is a brand new settlement in the Afghan province of Kandahar, where our homogenous residents are protected from the extremes of climate change by our patented security dome, which will block extreme winds, wildfires, and heavy rains. Water security is provided by fracking underwater porous rock, ensuring the community always has access to clean water at the low price of only $150 a gallon. Our food is sourced from only the best organic farms around the world, ensuring freshness and, under poverty wages, ensuring affordability. 
At Safe Haven, you don't have to compromise. Do you want to drive your SUV five blocks to get to work because you think the bus is for poor people? Safe Haven has privatized our whole community. There's no such thing as transit here. Do you dream of living in a 25,000 square foot home to fill the void of being alone? Check out our mega mansion neighborhood. Do you want to fly in your private jet without climate activists boycotting your business? We offer discreet services that let you do whatever you want. After all, climate change is not your problem, it's theirs. These homes are affordable for those who deserve them. Studio apartments in Safe Haven start at just 1.8 million. Worried about sharing your wonderful city with low-income families? Not to worry, we've already pushed the poor people out, leaving them to die from our actions. Hi, I'm Kayla Greenberg, the CEO of Oil Town USA. I decided to move to Safe Haven after my beachfront property in California started to slip into the ocean. Who could have imagined that could happen? Well, I suppose those folks that believe in so-called climate change, they were always getting in my face for my company's CO2 emissions. They're just jealous that I am a billionaire who earned my money by exploiting the working class. Here at Safe Haven, no one cares my company is responsible for 30% of U.S. emissions. I can finally live in comfortable disassociation from my actions. Let's hear from one of Safe Haven's leading engineers. It was an interesting task designing the dome. While the design does protect the community from external hazards in the short term, the issue is that Safe Haven produces a lot of greenhouse gas emissions, which will collect at the top of the dome. So within just a few years, the dome will create an amplified greenhouse effect and could create powerful heat waves and tornadoes and all sorts of amplified... Who cares? That's a problem for 20 years in the future. Come to Safe Haven where the wealthy elite can run from their problems. Welcome back to the Evening Informa on Terra News Network, a production of CGSR Channel 88.5. Our next segment features cute little animals and high fashion, all in one. Our resident young and hip reporter, Lizzie B, is here with all the latest trends in endangered animal fashion. 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 Hi everybody, it's Lizzie B, Terran Forma Fashion Reporter. Today we'll be looking at the most recent trends as related to endangered animals. The fashion trends, of course, these species are serving both looks and a stark reminder of their importance to our ecosystems, especially in the face of human destruction and consequential climate change. First, let's hop on over to see the looks the Northern Leopard Frog has for us this season. So first, what are you wearing? Oh, I see billions of years of evolution to keep you camouflaged and looking froggy and fresh. 
work it. These polka dots adorning your skin are just ugh, stunning. Okay, Northern Leopard Frog, that's all the time we've got for today. So thanks for hopping around the clock and keep styling. I'm gonna cut in here, Lizzie B. If you haven't seen the Northern Leopard Frog's collection of looks before, then let's talk about the two you really need to know about. The Rocky Mountain and the Western Boreal Prairie populations. These two are both sporting the polka dots Lizzie B mentioned, along with some truly eye-catching eye and body stripes. Very young, very now, bold design, but with a classic amphibian body. You might think you're seeing double with these two, but it's the geographical and population stability that really sets them apart. For those of you who want to flaunt their knowledge of endangered species fashion, you'll impress your friends by noting the Rocky Mountain population is actually endangered, and therefore highly rare and valuable by fashion rules, while the Western Boreal population is only a species of special concern, therefore less valuable by fashion rules, but hang on to your collection because habitat is rapidly shrinking due to human encroachment. Those of you listening from British Columbia will recognize the Rocky Mountain population, but only if you're from the very southeast corner of the province. Our western listeners from fragmented habitats across Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and the Northwest Territories will be familiar with the western boreal prairie population. Both are absolutely stunning. And who do you have with you now, Lizzie B? Next up, we're chatting with the illustrious, truly great, Greater Prairie Chicken. This plumage is simply everything. So much shape, volume, and drama. What inspires this look? Wow, now that is a commitment to romance. You really don't play chicken when wooing a mate, hey? Wow, Greater Prairie Chicken. This interview is a feather in my cap. Thanks for the talk and your box box. Of course, the Greater Prairie Chicken. Absolute majesty, making one of their rare red carpet appearances. As you know, the Greater Prairie Chicken hasn't been seen at one of these events since 1987, when they became locally extirpated in Canada. Much like the glamour of old Hollywood, the Greater Prairie Chicken is a legend from another era. Their bold mix of color and pattern the way their feathers capture the golden orange of a sunset and the riot of beige and brown that is the mixed prairie tall grass. Perfection. Once known for their population sartorial, that means fashion, trend-setting across Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Ontario, the greater prairie chicken now spends their days quietly persisting across a shrinking habitat in the Great Plains of the United States. Some local fashionistas say the population declined due to a heartbreak so severe there was no way to recover. So romantic. Wildlife biologists, on the other hand, are certain it was the near-complete destruction of their native prairie grassland habitat as it was converted to agricultural crop and pasture land over the last century. One of the great and many, many, many tragedies of human exemptionalism. Lizzie B signing off now. Hope you love what you wear and treat animals with care. Thanks, Lizzie. My name is Chet Manley. As a manly, I know the manliest thing you can do is care about animals. That's right. We all know they have the cutest babies. So true, Chet. So true. 
Now, for our final segment, we'll turn it over to our morning news team for a segment we like to call Fluff Pieces with our very own Mandy Morgan. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the AM Breakdown. I'm the host you know and love, Mandy Morgan. Today, you are in for a treat. I have one of my absolute best friends that I definitely didn't just get my talent team to reach out to backstage to show you exactly how to host the hottest party of the year. Times have been a little bit unprecedented. You don't have to tell me twice, but why let that stop you from being the absolute envy of all of your friends? So first things first, you gotta set the scene. Let's welcome to the stage, my absolutely for real good friend and fabulous party planner, Xander Brookwood. Hello. Sandy, uh, how are you? You look amazing. <laughs> it's Mandy, and I know, thank you. Welcome to the AM Breakdown. Now, all of our friends watching from home are dying to know, just how do you make your parties so hot? Well, I can't take all the credit. We have to give the greenhouse effect some props. But seriously, one of the most annoying things about throwing summer parties is the heat. No one wants to be sweaty. Everyone needs to be beautiful. Some days, it's even uncomfortable to go out after dark because the temperatures stay so high. Why is that? When it's the night, we need to party. We need to be clean. You're going to have to take advantage of your indoor space and create an atmosphere that is lush. Damp without looking damp. You know what I mean? It's a feeling, okay? Well... Keep talking, but let me tell you, it's going to be very hard to convince my husband that the barbecue isn't the center of the party. Well, you convinced your husband to marry you, so you can probably convince him anything. And barbecues aren't in. All that extra heat, a metal box, in the sun all day? What did we say? Glisten without being wet. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Anyways, your interior design tips for this season. Whatever room you're entertaining in, the trend this year is laid back and cool, cold, calm, collected. The textures you have, like concrete, steel, sleek poolside, without UV rays. Instead, invest in golden hour toned light bulbs that give you the feel of a summer evening without the blistering heat. You don't even need windows. I found some of these programmable window covers that display images of beautiful, lush gardens on a soft, non-glare screen. They are a game changer. Oh wow, look at those. We could definitely use some of those for the AM Breakdown makeup room. So if I'm going to transform my main entertaining room at home, you're saying concrete, no windows. Exactly. So kind of like bunker chic. It's the first smart thing you've said all day. Bunker chic. That is, I'm taking that. No more subterranean core. It's bunker chic forever. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Xander. Now, back to that bunker with you. No, you hired people to do your makeup, fire them. Okay, <laughs> all right. Now, 
You know how to decorate for the hottest party of the year. But what about the menu? Well, the AM Breakdown Studio was lucky enough to get a shipment from Susty Labs on our doorstep the other day with their brand new genetically maxed out soy curls. Now, these soy curls are a staple in my house because you get such a great hit of protein. I'm playing tennis for like four hours every morning. And with this new genetically maxed out formula, you're getting all the same micronutrients as you would if you were eating a nice barbecued steak, plus a whole long list of vitamins. And hey, you don't even need the barbecue, which apparently isn't in anymore, so great. So, the recipe that we're going to be serving at our Bunker Chic summer party is lemon pepper soy curls on a bed of arugula microgreens. The best thing about this recipe is you don't even need any extra heat. The soy curls have the perfect texture right out of the bag, somehow. If you want, I just leave the bag on my back step for about five minutes, and then they're piping hot and ready to go. We left this bag out in the AM breakdown parking lot for like two minutes, and wow, these are hot. Okay, now if you can splurge on real lemons, that will absolutely bring the best out of this dish. If not, your regular artificial lemon essence will work just fine, but I'm going to be using the real deal today. So, juice half a lemon, oh my God, that smells divine, and sprinkle that over the soy curls in a bowl. Now, add some freshly cracked pepper. Okay, great. Now, toss it all together. Now for the microgreens. These are fantastic because you're only growing them to micro size. So it uses so much less water. Your utility bill will thank you. Ministry things are so on trend right now. I started this batch with some genetically modified fast starter seeds just yesterday and they're ready to go today. So convenient, but so impressive. Your guests will be blown away when you say that you grew them yourself. So just chop off those arugula microgreens. Okay. Plate them in a nice little mossy bed. There we go. And top with the lemon pepper soy curls. Ugh, these are hot. And folks, there you have it. Doesn't that look delicious? Make it for your next bunker party and tag us in any pictures with the hashtag AMBreakdownBunkerParty. Well, friends, that is all the time we have for the AM Breakdown today. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for a segment on lab-grown clothes. Do they have feelings? I'm Mandy Morgan, and this has been the AM Breakdown. Oh, wasn't that a light and wholesome take on the dystopian climate nightmare trend? Just makes me want to turn all our planetary boundaries into party themes. <laughs> yes, blonde. That light and wholesome banter is why we call it Fluff Pieces. And thank you, Mandy. She really is the rock in our programming when we need to fill airtime and don't want to cover any of the depth and tragedy of the environmental crises happening in our world. Because that would make us S-A-D. Sad. <laughs> oh, Chet. You know, I've always said if we can't have a laugh, we'd be sobbing hysterically with the grief 
of the lives and futures lost to corporate greed and environmental destruction. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, Blonde? That's our show for this evening. Signing off for the night, I'm Chet Manley. And I'm Blonde Woman. As always, remember to spay and neuter your pets. Good night. <laughs> 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 You've been listening to our April Fool's Terra Misinforma episode. What if we covered environmental news like we covered every other news? We hope you like the show. We'll be back next week with our regular environmental news and storytelling. Terra Informa is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM, and all our content is created by a team of wonderful volunteers. This episode was written by Sonic Patel, Elizabeth Dowdell, Charlotte Thomason, Sarah Chitzaz, Elizabeth Barron, and Hannah Cunningham. Our producer this week was also Elizabeth Dowdell. Thank you so much. And our listeners, you can reach us for comments or questions via email at tara at cjsr.com or message us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Tara Informa. And we'll catch you next week right here on Terra Informa.